Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. I don't know about you, but I am so excited for the direction of Ivy Church is going under Anthony's leadership. For those who aren't aware, but since Anthony has come back from his sabbatical, he has heard God and God has spoken to us as a church. God wants us to be a supernatural community that is all about Jesus. For me, that fires my spirit up. I recently shared at a youth leaders gathering that I'm no longer okay with having a nice time. I'm ready for the youth to change the world. I'm ready for a generation to bring the power of Jesus wherever they go. I honestly think this is the same for a lot of Christians too. Something is bubbling away that we aren't content with just being a church that is contained, but a church that is powerful and bold, a church that brings the fire. And I am so unbelievably grateful to have a leader in Anthony who doesn't go in the direction he wants to go in or what he thinks we as churchgoers may like, but he goes where God is asking him to lead us as a church. And that is exciting. So today we are starting a new series that looks to build on Anthony's teachings from the last four weeks into how we practically take the next steps into becoming a supernatural community that is all about Jesus. In order to do this, we will be looking at the gifts of the Spirit Paul writes about in his letter to the Corinthians. And over the course of October and November, we are going to explore 1 Corinthians 12 verses 8 to 11 to help us grow as a supernatural community that is all about Jesus. What an exciting series to be a part of. You could be someone who considers themselves as a seasoned pro in the spiritual gifts or someone who has never stepped out and prayed for a healing or prophesied over anyone which is completely fine as we are going to be learning from one another over the next few weeks so that we can be confident in bringing the supernatural power of Jesus into the places we go. Wherever you are with the spiritual gifts, there will be something on offer for everyone in this series. So listen in, take notes, learn, be bold, step out, and let's be a church that is on fire and powerful. Lord Jesus, fire us up. Let's see your kingdom on earth now. Use us to bring the super to the natural. Help us to be more holy and set apart and that people are filled with awe in the many miracles they see through us by your Holy Spirit. Amen. So the first spiritual gift that we're going to look at is in 1 Corinthians 12, 8. And it is the gift of words of knowledge. Now, when doing research for this talk, I stumbled on a lot of definitions for what words of knowledge are. 
lots that contradicted e each other. And I finally came across the great book written by Art Thomas called The Word of Knowledge in Action, a practical guide for the supernatural church. It was like it was written for us. And Art says that, in short, the word of knowledge is not simply the Holy Spirit giving you the ability to know things you otherwise wouldn't know. Rather, this gift takes place when the Holy Spirit takes something Jesus knows and reveals it to us. So that could be something Jesus knows about his word or the Bible or something he knows about a person who you're praying for or come into contact with. It could be something that he knows about things people have been doing in secret that need addressing. Or it could be something he knows about a person's physical condition. And the list goes on and on. There are lots of ways that this gift can be experienced. Some suddenly feel that they know something. Some may suddenly grasp scripture as they read the word of God. Still others have physical sensation in their bodies. Others experience this gift through visions and dreams. All of these are ways that the same Holy Spirit takes something Jesus knows and reveals it to his church. Some of you may have experienced one or all of those. Some may have never experienced any of them and that is completely fine. But, it's, but if we want to move into a supernatural community that is all about Jesus, we need to learn to be more in tune with the Spirit and able to give words of knowledge to people, not just on a Sunday morning at church, but in our workplaces, in our schools, in our unis, or out doing the weekly shop. And that's because words of knowledge reveal to someone just how much God loves them. Who are you coming into contact with that needs to hear God's voice over their life? Can you imagine our youth going into schools and having a word of knowledge for someone who is suicidal? That God breaks into that situation and all of a sudden they realise that God loves them. Can you imagine going into a work and having a word of knowledge for someone who is considering having an affair? For God to speak into that situation out of love. I'm not sure if you have ever experienced what it's like when someone comes up to you and says, I have a word for you. And you know as soon as they start to speak that it's God. Because how else in that moment would they know what they are saying without the revelation from Jesus? When I was doing an Alpha course and making the journey back to God, I would go to church with my mum at a church in Romley. And for some people, you may have heard uh, my previous talks where I've shared a lot about my struggles with health anxiety. Well, this one Sunday morning, I'd gone to church with my mum, and at this point, I was really poorly. And one of the ways my health anxiety would manifest was through dizziness and pains in my head. And this Sunday, a team of people unbeknown to me had been praying for words of knowledge before the service. So at the beginning, just, as, uh, just before sung worship, the vicar stood up in front of the church and said, we have some words from our team for you this morning. And they started to share those words. 
Finally, they said, someone is here today with dizziness and pain in their left side of their head. Well, I turned to my mum in horror and said, mum, why are you telling my life problems to the church? And she assured me that she hadn't. And this was a word from God. Well, during worship, I just sat there and cried because I've been struggling with this for so long. And then all of a sudden, I knew that God, the creator of the world, knew what I was going through and he cared. You see, words of knowledge shows that God is intimately close. It shows that God knows the number of hairs on your head. It's one of the best demonstrations for God's love because it shows you that God isn't this distant creator sat in heaven that has no care or concern for you, but he actually knows what you're going through. He knows your struggles and he isn't there to condemn you, but he's there to love you. And if we want to give words of knowledge to people, we are going to have to reflect God's heart and learn to love people the way God loves them. Because we should want to give a word for someone because we're so desperate for them to know what Jesus is saying. It all must flow out of love. A time in the Bible where Jesus gives a word of knowledge out of love is when he is at the well with a Samaritan woman. In this meeting, Jesus gives the woman three indications that this is no ordinary meeting. First, the fact Jesus, a Jewish man, would speak to her, a Samaritan woman. Second, he reveals to the woman that he has a spiritual life to offer as a gift from God. And third, that the living water on offer results in eternal life. All three statements were getting the conversation flowing, but none of them brought her to the point of knowing he was the Messiah. In Corinthians 4.20, it says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Jesus moves from talking about the kingdom of God into demonstrating spiritual power. And I feel like that's the call for us as Ivy Church. Let's stop talking about it and let's get to action. Jesus says to the Samaritan woman in John 4 verses 16 to 18, he told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you are with now is not your husband. What you have said is quite true. This word of knowledge is a beautiful reminder of how Jesus can challenge in such a loving way. He doesn't sit down with her and start saying, you are sinful for having so many partners but first begins to speak to her about what is on offer, living water or eternal life. Having had this word of knowledge, the woman's spirit comes alive. You must be a prophet, she says. And then from that, she has the revelation of Jesus being the Messiah. What sparked this conversation was a word of knowledge. Sometimes when I speak to people about Jesus, it can fall on deaf ears. What we need more of in our supernatural community that is all about Jesus is powerful encounters like healing and prophecy and words of knowledge. As the power of God grabs people's attention, like it did to me sat at church all those years ago and like it did to the woman at the well. 
The word of knowledge is such a powerful tool in evangelism, as this is why we often see doubt and insecurity get in our way, because the devil just wants us to be too fearful to take a step in faith, because souls are often at stake. When I got the call from Tim to say I was speaking on this, my first thought was, Tim, you've called Luke Anthony, not Laura Anthony. It's an easy mistake to make. Often my first thought to being asked to do anything is there's no way I could do that. Or I think of someone else being a much better option than me doing it. I was thinking when Tim asked me to do it, Tim, have you not heard Laura give a word of knowledge? It's like she has a direct line to God. It's why when Laura asks me to do anything at home, I quickly do it because it could be the Lord speaking. I wonder if this is the same for people listening today, that you rule yourself out thinking you're not spiritual enough or you're not holy enough. For me, I always rule myself out because I think I am not smart enough. All my life, I had the word thick spoken over me. So much so that even into my adult life, this word has stuck and held me back in so many ways. This word had become such an insecurity that when I first became a Christian, I was petrified of praying in front of others. What if I say the wrong thing and people think that I'm thick and everyone just laughs at me? I remember trying to share the three circles, which is an evangelism tool with some of my friends at a Christmas golf trip. And I got so fearful and worked up, I ended up having to leave the night early. Standing up in front of people and speaking was something I could never imagine myself doing. One, because of this label spoken over me, and two, because of how fearful I used to get of doing anything in front of people. My thought process was always, Luke, how can you do this? Someone who is thick, how can you teach and give sermons? No one will ever listen to you. The fear of man has been a massive thing over my life that I have to continue to break off daily. I even used to think that God would speak much more clearly to Laura because she's so much smarter than I am. And of course God would say that to you, Laura. You're so intelligent and God can trust you to tell people about Jesus because you'll do it in such an articulate way. Who knows that God speaks a different word over your life though? I wonder what holds you back from stepping out in faith. The thing I love about the woman at the well is this. She must have had so many people speaking words over her for what she had done in her life. We know she was an outcast as she was going to the well at noon. Can you even imagine the words spoken over her life? However, this did not hold her back. She went back home to all her neighbours declaring, come and meet a man who told me everything I ever did. Can this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way towards him. This one word Jesus had for this woman resulted in her and many more coming to Jesus. I still have a battle with my insecurity to this day and I often wonder how many people have not had their revelation of who Jesus is because I've been far too focused on what I was feeling in a moment. 
But Jesus isn't here to condemn us, but encourage us to move forward and step more and more into the supernatural and giving words of knowledge. The thing I've learned from giving words of knowledge over time is really simple. You first pray for God to speak. You then don't panic or rush and wait patiently. If you don't get anything, that's fine. There've been plenty of times where I haven't got anything. And there's been plenty of times when God has spoken clearly. It's often the stepping out which is the hardest bit. So you'll be excited to hear that's exactly what we're going to do now. We're going to first of all break off any words or fear over us that makes us not want to step out or share words of knowledge. And then we're going to get into groups and pray that God gives us the gift of words of knowledge. And then we're going to practice with one another by praying for words. If you're watching by yourself, then pray that God gives you a word for someone that you can share with at some point this week. If you're watching with others, then get into threes or fours and ask God to give you words for one another. Let's pray. Jesus, we are eagerly desiring the gift of words of knowledge. We pray that any strongholds in our life that hold us back will be broken off now in the name of Jesus. We want to be a supernatural community that is all about you, Jesus. So help us focus on what's at stake and not ourselves. Thank you that you speak to us in many ways and we pray now that you give words about specific people. We don't want to force anything, Jesus. We pray that your will will be done through us today. Amen. Amen.